Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack, who's been playing two random strangers in Scramble with Friends for the past four years. Four years. Alicia, I feel like we should organize a meetup. Or perhaps an intervention. That's really where I'm at. I don't do the Candy Crush. I don't do any of the other sort of games. But Scramble with Friends is one of those games that I have clung to, like literally since it came out. And I pushed years ago, pushed the random opponent button. And it's actually three now. I've got three people that I've been playing and they have consistently beaten me for the past three or four years. And I keep coming back for more, even though I know... Deep down in my heart, I just don't have as many words as them. My fingers aren't as fast as them. And the funny thing was, over Christmas this year, you can send a little message. And we never really communicate via messages, me and these other people. And for the first time, one of my opponents sent me a little Merry Christmas message. And it was like having a pen pal that you've never met or talked to face-to-face send you something personal that isn't just more of a thumbs up for getting a good long word or something. And it really warmed my heart. It really did. I don't know these people. They're really clever. Anyway, that's it. Scramble with friends. It's bizarrely what it says it is. It's playing your scramble with friends that maybe they wouldn't classify me as a friend. That'd probably be a bit losery. But, you know, scramble with strangers from overseas who you play over and over again but get beaten. There it is. That's my little story. It's lovely to have a familiar voice back on the show this week. Nova from New Bride is my guest. You might have heard her interview a couple of weeks ago talking about diversity in weddings and... How more often or not, especially in uh, the UK and Australia, I know the US is a little bit more broad-minded about that, uh, but about how little we see black people in our wedding magazines and media. And it sucks. It really does. But also, Nova's very passionate about talking about body image and how we think about ourselves and how that's projected in the media, especially in the wedding industry, because... We often formulate a a way to think about how we look and how a a wedding day is going to be, and that's not necessarily how everyone wants it to be. So it was a great chat. I learned a lot, and I got some really good feedback about the episode. And uh, she's a natural. She's a former actress, and uh, she's very good at communicating, can I just say. So I had to have her back to talk about lots of wedding questions and answers, and this episode's really fun. So there you go. Let's get to it straight away. I'm very delighted today to be joined by Nova. She is the blog mistress, master, I don't know, she's the lady behind newbride.com, a fabulous wedding blog. And uh, you would have heard her a couple of weeks ago on the podcast talking all about diversity, being yourself, embracing who you are. So I've got her back because she's awesome. Welcome, Nova. Thank you for having me back, Alicia. My pleasure. Now, look, I've got lots of listener questions to get to today. But if people don't know your blog and if they're lazy and have not gone back to listen to the episode, (laughs) can I just say maybe pause this, go back and listen and then arrive. But if you haven't, give me a little rundown about what you do. Uh, New Bride is a wedding blog for the modern bride and it is encouraging, showcasing and championing diversity. I like that. Did I say that right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And when we talk about 
about diversity, we mean skin color, race, ethnicity, backgrounds, the whole kit and caboodle. Whole kit and caboodle. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. And uh, when did you start the blog? I started the blog um, just two months after my own engagement. I wanted to document my own wedding planning and I felt that there wasn't any resources in the UK that spoke to me. So I created my own and here we are today. And did you start blogging every day? I'm always fascinated oh how bloggers <laughs> get the time. No time. Um, I I have a full-time job, so my time is split between between doing that and blogging. So I've never posted every day. Um, and I, even if I worked full-time, I probably wouldn't because I don't personally, I don't like to saturate my readers with yeah. too much content. Um, and my, my posts are quite content heavy I, I write quite a lot in comparison to some of the other bloggers so I don't want to give too much <laughs> no well you know I I love going to to your blog because it's like settle in and have a good read yeah have a cup I would say grab a cup and a cup and a cake and yes. enjoy a good read because I do go into detail you do and it, there's a and, and, and we talk about diversity but you've also got a diversity in topics that you cover yes which I always sort of love to to pop on and see what you're talking about because it's not just going here's 14 dresses and I respect the blogs that can pump out all those posts and find all those dresses oh my gosh so much variety out there but also I think as, as as people planning weddings, it's nice to just, I hope I'm doing it with the podcast as well, to see, talk about different topics that are related to weddings that aren't necessarily just about trying to sell you stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's one of the, the lovely feedback I get from readers is they don't feel like they've been sold to. So that's something yes. I'm, I'm very conscious of in terms of the content and also who I have on the blog as well to contribute and, you know, that sort of thing. It's, it's important to me that the ethos remains intact Absolutely. Credibility. Yeah. Very important. You can't yes. get it back. Well, you can, but it takes some time. <laughs> now, look, I'd love to cover a couple of um, listener questions that have come through. Thank you to the people that write to me, ladies. I haven't had any men questions yet. Yeah. Nova. They're holding back, are they? I feel like I have men listeners. <laughs> you probably do. I hope so. I have I have male readers. Yes. Yes. If you're a man and you listen to this, god damn it, get in touch with me. <laughs> I need to know you're there. I connect with the blokes. <laughs> Someone wrote to me and said, What's a bloke? <laughs> Actually, it was it was lovely. It was Scott Colby. He's a lovely, lovely guy I've interviewed before, and we've talked about Scott before. But he, I referred to him as a bloke, and he said, "I don't know what that is." He's American, but I'm taking that as a compliment. I said, oh, "Yes, wow. you're a big, strong man. That's a bloke in very uh, English and Australian terminology. terminology." But the American people sometimes get confused with what I'm talking about. We get lost in translation sometimes. Exactly, and I do do a segment sometimes with Australianisms, and uh, I think it's been helping people. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you again for people running through. I've got um, Christine, and I love it. It's without with without the H. <laughs> Christine. <laughs> Just want to say that. She says, uh, Alicia, I had a pretty awful experience on the weekend at a bridal salon or a shop, you might call it. I won't go into the details, but let's just say I left feeling bad and don't want to give them my business. Only problem is they are the only local stockists of my dream dress. Uh... Now... I don't know, Christine, what your bad experience was. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You had a bad experience. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Nova? It's not the first time that this a similar situation has come up. Um, mm. It's hard. I mean, if you really feel like that dress is... You haven't been able to source it anywhere else, then you need to make a, a conscious decision as whether the dress outweighs the poor customer service that you're going to get. Because I think 
shopping for your wedding dress is and should be an experience yes. and it should be a positive experience and if the only association you're going to have with searching for your dream dress is negative then it might be making the decision to to look elsewhere is the best holistically but th- that choice can only come from Christine she needs to decide between the two yeah when I first read this I thought you know I have this I'm really steadfast with if someone treats me like shit at a <laughs> restaurant or a shop <laughs> Or anything, I'm like, no, I am never coming back here. You will bear the wrath of my non-customer. It's a matter of principle. It is, and I think I think I've worked in customer service and retail before, and maybe it's. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from perfect, but there is this element of going, oh, you only have one moment with with this person. Yeah, let's just try and make it as positive as possible. And you're right with wedding dress shopping. It is a really big event for a bride so whatever this company has done that's pretty shit yeah so you know as an extension of that if christine does decide to continue and and to purchase her dress from this store then she needs to be upfront and honest with Mm. that store about what she found was unacceptable and moving forward how how better they can move forward so that it's a a better relationship for both of them because if you can't if there's no relationship and you don't trust the suppliers you're working with you need to move on, in my opinion. I also think in, in the situation, it possibly wasn't the person that owned the business. Maybe possibly. it was. Or somebody having a bad day. We don't yeah. know. We don't yeah. know. I, I went, uh, and this is many moons ago, I was having a surprise birthday. Well, I didn't know it was a surprise at the time. <laughs> my girlfriend said, let's go shopping for a lovely outfit. And she'd arranged this amazing surprise birthday. We went to a boutique in Sydney. I'm not going to mention the name, but I will say they did deal with it eventually. But we had a really awful oh, experience no. where this girl, she was a total a-hole. Like, I've never been treated like that in a shop. And it really upset me because I had a bit of cash in my pocket to spend that day and I didn't spend it. And I went home and I took a bit of a chill pill and then wrote an email and then left it for a few <laughs> hours, edited the email and just said, here's what happened she might have been having a terrible time, but I have never left a shop and felt so bad about myself and about a brand. And two days later, I received an email from their PR people. And I was, this is not Alicia that was on telly. Alicia had anything to do with anything public, but saying that um, the girl had been fired oh. because she'd they'd had numerous complaints. complaints. For some reason. Now, I had moments of going, oh, I don't. I hope I didn't cause her to lose her job, but also it, she did a terrible disservice to that brand. Yes. And, um, you know, I think sometimes it's worth communicating yes. to a company saying, well, these are the people that you're, they're the face of your brand. Yes. Whether it's the bus driver that you talk to when you get on the bus or spending $10,000 or pounds on a dress. Quite it's, right. It's big. And that's what I would always say. You know, all of us, you know, most of the people who work in the industry are small business owners. Yeah. Um, and communication is key. Something hasn't gone right. And that it can happen. If, if my wedding dress, dress shopping experience, something didn't go quite as planned, you have to have an open conversation about it first. And then if you can't rectify it, then you need to make the decision as to whether you continue and tolerate what is going on or yeah. whether you move on and, and take your... Service your business elsewhere, elsewhere. Your business elsewhere um, because you have a right to have a positive experience in the wedding industry. We're in a service industry, and we, we all of us who work with credibility and ethos, um, 
would be mortified to receive negative feedback and would do what we could to rectify a situation. So, Christine, I think we're both coming to the conclusion that you should be communicating to the company and and hoping that they come back saying, we are so sorry, we will help you out with that dream dress. And if they jack you, then I say you get on the Google and you find somewhere in the vicinity that you'll give your business to someone else that can get you that dress. Yeah, and what's for you won't go by you, so just keep your mind open. Oh, that's a good one. There's something else out there. She's very good (laughs) with the sayings. So, Nova, I always like, I I try and mix this up a little bit. I would like to ask you a couple of questions in between our audience questions. Okay. I say audience, listener. (laughs) Here we go. Getting to know Nova, Spanx or Sexy Smalls? Sexy Smalls. (laughs) (laughs) She was so quick on that. You know, I've tried. Now, I'm not, I'm probably, you say, I'm not a big person. I'm quite lean. But I um, have tried the Spanx a few times and they just get up my ass. (laughs) Exactly. So you may as well wear the smalls. Why not just wear the ones that go up your ass that look nice? (laughs) It's a funny old industry, the Spanx industry, isn't it? I, well, I don't know much about it. Don't wear them. I look through, and it used to be a little department, and you go into the department stores to buy underwear. It used to be just a small area, and now it's like half the shop. <laughs> what does that say about I society? Don't, well, What's changed? I don't know, but they never look comfortable, and you know, maybe in 20 years' time, we'll need them. Oh, no. <laughs> I love it. She's straight out. I just wanted to interrupt today's podcast just by reminding you that I do a show blog at savethedatepodcast.com. Each episode, I write a little article that goes along with it. A little article. That's a bit, uh, that's a bit down on myself, isn't it? You write a little article, Alicia? You're doing a little writing? No, I put together an article and I include all the links and tips and all this sort of stuff that we talk about in the Q&A episode because I know a lot of you listen on the road, you're active, you're not able to get to the keyboard to check this stuff out and often you forget. I often find I hear things in podcasts and I'm, you know, power walking along or doing something and then I think, oh, I've got to go to that website and then I forget and then four months later I can't remember where I heard it and I think I know where that is. So I just thought it would be good to combine all of the information into a blog post and link to this stuff. So if you haven't visited my website before, just pop along, have a look at it, savethedatepodcast.com. You can go through the back catalogue if there's something you heard six months ago. It'll be there. I write about every episode. So just wanted to remind you, thank you again for visiting and I hope we can follow each other on all the various social medias because I share a lot of my guests, wedding bloggers and experts uh, stuff, content all the time. So if you are looking for wedding people to follow, I curate a lot of that information. So that's just another thing. Great. Back to the show. What's your best wedding budget tip, Nova? Always compare a like-for-like quote with three other similar vendors nice you've got to shop around it's a business transaction yeah and also it's important that you feel comfortable and you build a rapport with the people that are going to be working with you on such a big event always shop around yeah never take the first quote at face value but make sure you're comparing it with like-for-like services and and you know somebody can't shop around a quote for a cinematography um for a wedding dress they're not the same service sure the they're gonna be sensible here <laughs> yes i did a, i did an episode very early on in the podcast where i interviewed and i'm going to forget his name and i will write it in the show notes but i interviewed a guy who was running a car hire business um, in London and he was he did very high end cars very expensive but he was very honest with me about 
quotes and, you know, he sort of said, I encourage people, I give a quote and then I say, go away. Yeah, and think. And think about it. Yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not pressuring you. But also when I asked him the very same question, he sort of said, I will do, ask for cash. If mm-hmm. I give you cash. Yeah. Ask for, you know, if you have, if you only need the cars for half a day. Yeah. I'm totally happy to do a lesser price and then I can book another job that day. So yes. I think it's, if you create an honest dialogue with a vendor, if you don't have a budget or you want to have, uh, you know, something for a lesser yeah. time, it yeah. can't hurt asking. It can't hurt asking. Always, you know, if, if you know, I'll use photography as a package as an example because yeah. they generally come as packages. So if a photographer is, is offering you 12 hours coverage and you only need five, yes. then that would be a way of talking down the price because you're not asking them to just give you a straight discount. You're actually asking them to reduce what they're offering yeah. you. Um, yeah, that's always works well and offering cash as well can can help cash Always. can be very handy i personally wouldn't pay for a service with cash until i'd received it yes um but it it, it, it is an option as well yeah um, and also you know go for if you want a rolls royce service and you've only got a budget for a skoda then you need to be realistic about what you're hoping to achieve yeah i think and i think people and as from as creative people as well it can sometimes be a bit of a deal breaker when you are and i know i'm on lots of wedding forums and i see vendors saying they want everything for nothing yeah so i think there's also respect that they are doing you a service yeah definitely and you know i'm talking about quality credible business people here you know they they're they're earning a living they're they're paying their mortgage they're looking after their children as well so you know Many brides are coming into and, and grooms are coming in and, and planning their wedding for the first time, or if they're planning again in the remarrying, lots of things have changed in the industry. So we're not all sure of what things may cost. And I think there's a, a perception that just mention the W word and you're being ripped off. Where mm. actually, if you're going to a quality, credible vendor, then you'll be giving a certain level of service. Yeah. And that service does come with a price. And like I say, if it's not within budget, then are there elements of a package you can cut out to reduce things instead? Yes, and that's a good point. I know I said in my book I, I did an experiment and this was in Australia and I called a golf club and I, I did two phone calls. And it's interesting about the wedding word. Some old school places and it's bullshit and I think it won't it's not going to be around for very much longer but this golf club I called I said a 30th birthday and gave them the same thing and then said the wedding and the prize was crazy different (laughs) and I called them on it and then they said well it's to do with the cleaning and it's to do with this and blah 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 so it's interesting to see a lot of um, venues are no longer pulling that sort of stuff yeah and if they the price exactly and if they do call them on it and ask them what I exactly what I did and say I'm sorry I don't understand how a 30th birthday party <laughs> and a wedding, it, it, when you look at what they're providing as a service, is very much different. They, they spun some bullshit about saying the people at weddings are going to be behaved in a different way and therefore cleaning will be more. I'm like, I, I don't mean, know who you're I, catering for. You, I, 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 I don't know what to say about that. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but hopefully you won't be organising anything like that. Now, you are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Do you like a wedding? Now. Like I'm a... Now. Now. Like a fishmonger's wife. <laughs> Q&A all the way, baby. I'm going to say this wrong because I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> this is from a Twitter follower and I'll have to check. I think it's Jodie Winter or Winters. Jodie with a hyphen in the middle. You'll know who you are if you're here. She says, can I wear Converse to my wedding? My mother is horrified at the thought. Of 
course you can. <laughs> I love it, <laughs> Jodie. You could have them, uh, you know, if it's your thing, you could get some, you know, put a bit of sparkle on yes. them, customise them with, you know, your, your, what's the surname, Winters, Mrs. W, I don't yes. know, it's probably your maiden name. Well, but whatever your name will be. Yeah. Add a bit of... Add a bit of your personality. You can. They'll make great, great shots in the photography yes. as well. You'll be comfortable. Comfort. If that's what you normally wear or you would want to wear, then why not? I'm so for comfort. I'm like a yeah. nana in the sense that if I try something, shoes or clothes on, it's like how comfortable and sexy. But you know, you don't want to be wearing shoes that make you feel like hell all day. Well, I'll be honest. I had, to, I was greedy. I had two pairs of shoes. Good. I had a day pair and the night pair. And the dancing, the night pair were, were Jimmy Choo's and they lasted for probably about 45 minutes before <laughs> I was in, which is wearing bare feet. They were so uncomfortable. They looked good, yep. but um, I didn't wear them for long. So if, if comfort is important to you, then wear them. Or if, if, if that's just your style, then yeah. absolutely. And it's a great idea to have a second pair of dancing shoes yeah. or a pair of ballet flats or a exactly. sandal or something that you want or a converse yeah so if you want to um fulfill your mother's wish and wear some more traditional wedding shoes perhaps wear them for the ceremony and, yeah. and could put on your converses afterwards and do both i'm pretty sure now I, I will check this i'm sure i've seen a post where you can order converse that are customized from converse that are customized i will check that but i also know that um another one of my lovely blogger friends uh jen from something turquoise.com which is a diy uh, wedding DIY blog. She has a great little tutorial, which I'm sure you could convert to Converse, where she talks about how to sparkle up shoes, and she gives you the right glue and the right sparkles. I think a pair of sparkly Converse would be pretty amazing. They would rock, and I've seen a few on real on some real wedding Have you? blogs as well, and they look great. You know, wow. if, if it's if it suits your personality, wear them. Jody, bugger your mother. That's a bad thing to say. <laughs> Hello, Jodie's mother. We support you, but we also think Jodie should wear whatever she, the hell she wants to wear. <laughs> now, over another question for you. Do you have an apocalypse plan? <laughs> <laughs> that is the most random question. This is how I roll, no, baby. No, I don't. I haven't. You're going to have to get... You know, now this... I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but my friends know... I'm a little obsessed with zombies, apocalypse plans, <laughs> dystopian stories. For any particular reason? Well, I just think it's probably going to happen one day. So let's get ready. Not to be too Debbie Downer about it. <laughs> uh, I guess thinking on the spot, would Barbados be as affected by Well, I don't apocalypse? know how you're getting there, sweetheart. <laughs> Oh, we just, need to have a talk. I just find my way to, to a Caribbean island and just stay there. Well, I think an island's a good plan. Getting Until there. it passes. I have no idea. Well, right, I want you I to, need think to think about that. Through, don't yeah, I? we're going to talk off mic about this because <laughs> whenever we move house, and we have moved house a few times in the past few years, we lie in, like, in bed sometimes and go, all right, if it was going to happen tomorrow, because I love all those movies, how would we get water? <laughs> Our neighbours are pretty stupid, so they'd probably be zombies first. <laughs> They're idiots. So we'd have to kill them. Oh, you've got to have an apocalypse plan. We'll talk more about that. Do you have an apocalypse plan, listeners? Are you zombie people? I love you. Um, I have not written down who asked this question, but I, I love this question as a general question. I apologize to you. I think it's a Facebook question. Um, Alicia and Nova, how do you feel about pre-wedding photography? Oh, yes. Um, I think they are a great idea, and I'm speaking from experience are you going through it as a, a, a bride to be myself and also obviously as a um, a wedding blogger they are a great way to warm you up in front of the camera mm. um 
I've personally been used to being photographed before. In my former life, I used to, to be a performance artist. Mr. Newbride, however, didn't, and he, he, he's a budding photographer himself, so he prefers to be behind the camera. So right. he was terrified about being on, in the spotlight, being in front of a camera, being the centre of attention. It actually terrified him. He's the complete opposite of me in that respect. Um, so we had a pre-wedding shoot, and it eased him into it, got him to know the photographer, got to feel comfortable with, with being intimate with each other in front of a stranger, essentially. Because that can be pretty weird, can, can't it? It's weird. It, I won't lie. It's really awkward. And I think the pre-wedding shoot allows for all of that awkwardness to be get it out of the way. So on your wedding day, you're just in a flow. You've already got past all that awkward, yeah. you know, quirky bits. And why is he making me do this peculiar pose? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it just helps get some of those little insecurities out of the way. And it's a good way to audition a photographer too, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm probably talking about it from the experience of actually the person who's doing your pre-wedding shoot, you've already booked them to do your, 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 full your wedding. wedding photography. Yeah. Because generally they offer that complimentary or as part of the wedding package. Yeah, um, yeah. I would always recommend that the person you're using to do your pre-wedding shoot is the person that you're using to do your wedding photography. Otherwise it defeats the object because you're just going to be as yes. stale if you like, in front of them, as you would with somebody. It's a stranger, essentially. It's getting used to being around different people. And also, I think, the, and I've said this before, if you don't feel a vibe with them at yeah. that pre-wedding shoot... It will come up in your images. Yeah, yeah. You, yes, exactly. It won't look great. You won't be comfortable. And then perhaps you need to consider maybe not using them for your wedding yeah. if you do feel a little yeah. hesitation. Yeah. I um, had an experience at a wedding where the photographer was yelling a lot and, um, and I was a guest and I was sort of watching this and thinking... This is not a person, and in the end, I, the photos were beautiful, but I could see our friends reacting to the way that this guy did his business, Yeah, and it made me feel really uncomfortable, and I can't even imagine how they were feeling, and perhaps they were swept up in the day and didn't notice, and I fixated on this moment, but I felt really um, weird about about the yelling. Yeah, You don't need to yell. Yeah. These people have just gotten married. It's a happy Stop day. It's a happy day. Go, look, I'm in this way. And he was saying, push your chin out. And all this sort of stuff. I was going, oh, my God. Clearly, they Settle, were stressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's understandable. But, it, again, it's how you communicate. It's yeah. the language you use. And getting people, you're more likely to get people to respond to, to what you need them to do. Yeah. If you speak to them like a human being and don't shout and yell and dictate. So, yeah, again, I think pre-reading shoots are a great idea to warm you up and get you used to being in front of a camera because it is alien. Most of us don't randomly have photo shoots. No, we don't. And uh, <laughs> and even you know, I've had lots of headshot photos over the years for being a yeah. performer, but a very different, different experience than standing and having Kissing a pa- and having a pash with my husband yeah, in front of the camera. Going, be, well, this is not yeah. normal. It's very. It's it's like having a third person in your relationship. It definitely, is. and you it need is. to get past that. Um, and it's a great way to get past that before your wedding day so you can just go with the flow. And just enjoy it. There yes. you go. Uh, a couple more questions for Nova and then we're going to call it a day. What's your favourite trash television show to just zone out to? <laughs> Come on, it's only me. You're just talking to me. No one will ever know. Except uh, for everyone. Well, I, I I don't watch it as much as I used to. The voice I would call as a Fine. trash television Big Brother, I, 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 I'm sorry to admit, but the last, the most recent series of Big Brother with Perez and... Oh, you uh, like the celebrity Big Brother? I don't normally touch it. I sure. haven't touched Big Brother in years, but everyone was sort of tweeting on 
Twitter and Facebook getting riled up about Katie Hopkins. I thought, what is going on? So I sort of tuned in and I became fixated on it. They just had such interesting characters. So Nova is talking, if you are in the States or Australia or Canada or anywhere else that's not in UK, they did a recent uh, Big Brother, Celebrity Big Brother, where they brought in Perez Hilton. Yeah, the, the, to the UK one. Yeah, and yeah. he caused a, a quite, you know, he was a shitstorm. It's exactly what it was. But they also had uh, oh, Katie, Katie Price, who is, you might know her as Jordan. She's a glamour model. We use that term very loosely. Another woman called Katie Hopkins, who is sort of a right wing witch. Uh, <laughs> Google her; she's not super nice, very outspoken. Uh, yeah, anyway, yes, good, okay, great. I think that's trash. I felt ashamed of myself. For you should. That. I mean, everyone. I always say, and I've said it before. I love the Real Housewives because they make my brain watching that go to some sort of level of like it's sort of nothing it's what i imagine you know, i have meditated a bit but the idea of bringing your brain to this sort of numbness where you just veg and absorb i love it i'm not ashamed you shouldn't be ashamed final question for you nova if you had to marry your partner david uh at the very first place you met where would that be? Oh, hold on. Oh, I've kind of got two answers. All right, well, let's go. Because we met when I was temping. I was in and out of uh, acting jobs and I was temping. Uh, uh, so we met in an office, so I wouldn't marry there. Uh, you don't <laughs> but, get a choice. Okay. No, no. <laughs> but, but we, we, we didn't get... Uh, well, I wasn't... He, he was interested. I wasn't interested in him at right. the time. So... Two years passed. Right. And then we started dating. And the first date we had was in Zuma in Knightsbridge. And I, that would be a nice, nice environment. What, for Zuma, a cafe or a restaurant it's or something? It's a trendy Japanese restaurant and oh. bar in Knightsbridge. Yeah, that would be good. I've had a few bloggers say they had their first date in Japanese really? restaurants. And I think a Japanese wedding would be amazing. It would be gorgeous. And it's modern and uh, they do brilliant cocktails in there. They're, well. They're, they're, they're not cheap. <laughs> Everyone have cocktails. Well, I think that's fabulous. I've had so far, I've had a crappy Italian restaurant. Um, Josh Withers, a lovely Australian celebrant. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not going to say the name again because I fear, I fear of being sued. It's not one you want to get married in. And uh, we've had the office. The office, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I do think there'd be some fun office weddings. You could make that fun. Okay, I can't. I can't see how. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I feel like... The, you do lots of curated shoots. I feel like the challenge I'm throwing out to you, Nova, is an office-based wedding. wedding. Oh, my god! We can gosh. get everyone involved. Well, we could get production in and just turn it around. We can yes. do anything. We can wave a magic wedding wand. And... I want cubicles. I want printers. Cubicles. I want cocktails being served out of the, wa- the water. The plastic, plastic cooler. Plastic cooler. Oh, my gosh. It would be hideous. Yeah, we're going to go away and work on that right now. Thank <laughs> you so much. Oh, and the apocalypse plan. God, get that together, people. It's because I watched too much Walking Dead. You have, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, my god. And every time I watch that show, I'm like, you guys are idiots. Find a secure location. I know the show wouldn't be as interesting. Get water and get a farm going. And some canned food. Yes. There's my plan. Canned yeah. food in Barbados. We need to keep working on that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Pleasure. If you want to visit uh, New Bride, it's newbride, nubride.com. What's your Twitter handle? At nu underscore bride. There it is. And any other way people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Yes, same handle on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah. 
very fine to her get in touch Nova loves an email loves to connect and if you have a wedding that you'd like featured on New Bride always looking for gorgeous real weddings so Get in touch. Thank you so much for listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. If you would like more information about me, just Google me. There's lots. No. <laughs> you can go to savethedatepodcast.com. And also to listen to back episodes of the podcast, you can go to ACAST, A-C-A-S-T, slash Save the Date. There it is. Thanks again. Happy days. Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.